fans of the genre, your source for everything cool about gaming. It's episode 54, and I'm Rhodes Clark. I'm Brian Swanson. And I'm Mikey Krieger. Um, so, it's been a while, guys. How are you doing? Uh, you know, good. How are you? I'm okay. I feel like I actually saw you guys more last weekend than I have in like an entire year. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had... We had like Dane four Bellingham days together. And yeah. Pax, baby. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. wedding. And yeah, I don't know. random weekend. And Pax. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, so we were at Pax West uh, 2018 last weekend. The three of us were hanging out all weekend. We were being gamer all boys, boys all out in beautiful, sunny Couple Seattle. Girls. Yeah, it's it actually a nice weekend. It was actually beautiful. Yeah, it was like we, we were kind of we've been kind of coming down from like a like a like a heat wave, and this was like perfect, like sixty five to seventy degree weather, and it wasn't too hot. It was beautiful. Yeah, it wasn't even like overcast. Like I woke up yeah. Friday morning at like seven, and it was like pouring down rain. I was like, oh shit! Like mm-hmm. I've, I've done packs while it was raining before, and it's uh, not the greatest. But, yeah, I can't imagine a bunch of wet people going into the already stuffy convention center. Yeah, no, uh, and like by eight, it was already like done, and yeah. it hasn't like rained since. Yeah, um, we'll get to PAX in a little bit, but I think we should start with what we, what we're playing. We won't be talking about everything we've played since like April fourth or whatever that day was that we last posted, but kind of what we're talking about, like what we're playing now at the moment, and and also forgive me for having a cold and sounding like. Uh, I'm recording underwater. The Pax Pox or something. I think I got this from Pax. It just took a couple days to, uh, to pick up. I know, yeah. I know, like you guys have been like, yeah, Spider Man. Um, so, Spider Man. Yeah. Also playing um, Spider Man. I picked it up. You picked it up Thursday night. Did you play it that night? Uh, yeah. I it finished downloading around like ten thirty, and so I played like okay. an hour, an hour and a half, and then nice. I was playing last night this morning. So Marvel's Spider-Man is uh, developed by Insomniac Games, published by Sony, of course, and it is a uh, open-world like thwipping game. Yeah, I think that's what it says on the back. It's all about thwipping left and right. Is that what I for, I did not realize in our group chat that when you were saying thwipping, you were talking yeah, yeah, it's about the sound Spider-Man. it makes when he when he uh, slings his web. Yeah, but, in, in the comics, that's the sound effect that they give it. Is thwip. Yeah, I know that, but man. I just didn't make the connection. You no, know, I don't know what if uh, I want you to feel like in this friendship. I want you to feel comfortable asking questions if something confuses you. Nope. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, like this is sort of being compared to a lot to like the Spider-Man Two movie game that came out like in two thousand and two four. OG Thwip. Yeah, and that had really good that had really good swing in and like decent combat and a fine story and all that. Is that where that um, I'm gonna die meme comes from? Where like No, that's from one of the later Activision uh, uh yeah, that, Spider-Man games. The the one with like, yeah, the really like, bad gifts. I'm gonna die. Of, like the dying yeah. gifts. Okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. three. Okay. Yeah. Um so I like it. <clears throat> I was talking to Mikey earlier. I don't I'm still having a hard time getting into the combat, but like the swinging and the visuals and everything feels really good. This is like a really expensive game. And I mean that like the production values and all the animations and it feels like everything is well thought out and like could only be done with a ton of money and a lot of time. Totally. But it's, uh, yeah, it feels like just like a experiencing a 
big summer blockbuster. The the combat and some of the like non swinging mechanics uh, are tripping me up a little bit, but I think I'm going to get used to it. And and uh, some of the unlocks that you get kind of help mediate that. But what do you think, Mikey? Excuse me. Uh, I think it's great. Um, I loved Spider-Man Two and a handful of the ones since. Like a lot of people. Yeah. For whatever reason, people think that like all the Spider-Man games since then have been bad, and there's been like two bad ones. Um, the other mm-hmm. ones have been like at the at, at worst like fine. Um, yeah, I haven't played many. No, of we them. here at fans of the genre, yeah, the, we love people. Uh, it's true. Shattered Dimensions was the one where you like you like played four different Spider-Mans that all like yep played totally differently. And that game I thought was actually like excellent. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been more recently like into spider-man games then i feel like a lot of people because i feel like a lot of people wrote off everything after two um yeah and yeah this is probably the like it's it's by the time i'm done with it i can't imagine me thinking like that there's a spider-man game i like more and quite possibly like a superhero game that i like more because um i I think arkham has become a little bit uh of a victim of its own success at this point for a lot of people who are just like kind of just really spent with like those games and the kind of action genre it created. Right. Um, uh, I, I think uh, as an OG Arkham fan myself, I, I didn't actually care for Arkham Knight that much at all. I, I feel like yeah, the but, first, the Arkham Asylum, the first one was this really nice contained experience in like one location. And then instead of like building on that, they just decided, okay, what if we added more for each weird. sequel? And then it just became yeah. a little... Bloated. Yeah, where yeah, yeah, city was like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's a big open world. It's like, it, I technically, but it doesn't like it's sp- explicitly like they took an area of Gotham City and made it like a giant like prison colony. Yeah, and uh, and so like even though it was like technically like a big open city, like it didn't really feel like that world was anything like to brag about. This spy yeah. like Spider Man like Insomniac's Marvel yeah. Spider Man, uh, right? Like everything feels like it is like vibrant and active and like lived in uh yeah. where like you'll go like i like i was telling roads earlier like the very first thing i did was go see all the landmarks and uh collect these collectibles that are like backpacks uh spider-man like left over the city over the years and like you go to all these like regular places that are either like real life new york places or uh like marvel universe places like avengers tower mm-hmm. or uh the Sanctum Santorum, which is Doctor Strange's, uh, like, house. Um, yeah, like, it's, everything in here is, like, so vibrant. Like, you just, like, are walking down the street and people are like, like, oh, yeah, go Spidey. Or, like, people that hate Spider-Man are like, oh, take off the mask, coward, blah. Like, yeah. and yeah. there's, like, a, it's cool, like, little Twitter feed that's in there. And J, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's, like, alt-right radio show comes on, like, every once in a while mm-hmm. to, like, listen to his craziness like everything just feels so vibrant and like excellent and like I, I that like kind of aspect of it I feel like a lot of people think city like regard city as the best like mainstream of the Arkham games yeah yeah but I, I think if you know critically a lot of people would give you uh Arkham Asylum yeah that's my um, favorite which I would say is the I think the best iteration of that series uh mm-hmm but yeah, if we're comparing it like against what's like kind of like the become the consensus like best Batman game, uh, like at the very least in that respect, Spider Man just completely blows it away. And then I think, um, I, and I think like pretty, it's 
it'd be really hard to argue that where like, yeah, the combat I, I prefer Spider-Man's at this point. Like I've really gotten wow. familiar with it. Like once you get familiar with it and like start learning all the tools and like you learn the stealth, like it doesn't feel quite as like, um, like there's a lot more flow to Spider-Man. It's <laughs> like a lot of start and stop. And, um, like here's the five gargoyles you can like latch onto where it's like Spider-Man, any surface, like you can like yeah. walk on or perch mm-hmm. upon and like, there's just so much more room for opportunity. And like, it's a game that's, you know, come out six, seven years later with that much more like experience in making these kinds of games. So, yeah, you know, I would actually argue that just as someone who played a lot of the Batman games, I actually found, I still think that the combat in those games is more fluid. And I think it goes back to what I was talking about. Like, you can double tap tap the X button in any direction for Batman, and then Batman will fly thirty feet and drop kick someone. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's it, it's not as uh it's not as like uh Grounded. quote unquote realistic. Yeah, like or whatever. Like I don't. But you're a superhero. No, and so and but, the thing so, is that if it should work for anyone, it should work for fucking Spider Man. Exactly. So that's and throwing me way off. I, honestly, yeah. I I like it. Like I'm at the point now where I've learned how to like manage my health and like versus like saving it up. Uh, so you gain focus in this game yeah. um, to do like either special moves or you can use that to heal yourself. Um, so you really like if you're kind of greedy and you want to like just like take out some dudes with like a you know one hit punch, uh, like you can do that. But that's at the ex- like the opportunity expense of using health to heal yourself. So like if you're in a tough yeah. fight, like you need to save that and you need to know how to like run away and build up focus. And as you progress, like you can build suits that have different components and different special abilities. And yep. so, like, you're actually, like, kind of building a loadout and you're, like, to make up for your kind of weaknesses. Like, I can, like, I'm pretty good at, like, chaining combos and, like, mm-hmm. dodging in and out of stuff. But, like, once I start taking damage, I just, like, bleed. So, I, you know, picking all these things that help my defense. But, um, like, that kind of depth and, like, level of thought that it takes where it's not just, like, the, my problem with, the, like, the Batman combat that, like, then spilled into like Shadow of War and all of those like a bunch of different games that borrow the same system is that it is kind of button mashing and Spider-Man you absolutely cannot button mash. Um, yeah, you need to be a little bit more actively engaged in it. And so I I prefer that aspect of it. Um, and honestly, the difference is that Spider-Man can't just mash his square attack to to dodge, but if you just hit triangle, he will like web sling himself at somebody and then yeah. engage him in like a one on one combat like you like spider-man is a lot uh squishier than batman in the sense that like like you can you can beat up spider-man like where like even in the comics like some fucking random dude isn't gonna beat up batman like Mm -hmm. spider-man's got his ass kicked by nobody's before and like you will do that a lot in this game but um yeah i've i'm coming to enjoy it and like you know you could change the difficulty or whatnot but like i like that this game isn't just like you're just hitting these like kind of story bullet points until you get somewhere like on the normal difficulty. It is actually like an engaging yeah, game where you can't I, just I kind of walk through it. And um, that's something that I loved about God of War also is that like, nor- like honestly God of War is a lot harder than this, but like playing through that, it was like just getting your ass kicked a lot. And it's like actually feels really good because it's not like it's just beating the shit out of you and being cruel. It's like, like, no, like, you're going to kind of, like, work for this a little bit. And I, but, like, you're never just sitting there beating your head against the wall for an hour, like, you know, Dark Souls boss. Um, yeah. 
Brian, are you uh, are you gonna try it? Are you gonna get it? Kind of want to, but I've also, but also been watching streamers play it, and so I'm kind of uh-huh. scratching that itch. Um, let's see. Uh, I thought it was really interesting how much Spider Man relies on his smartphone for a lot of things. Like he takes yeah. pictures and oh, stuff. It, I and, think it's good. Uh, yeah, I yeah. know it's yeah. it's really it's really relatable, um, which is like cool That's because right. you know like we don't you don't always see Spider Man have such like a like a cultural artifact like that. Um, I feel like until now where we have this like this smartphone that's like great equalizer like oh yeah he's one of us he's one of the kids yeah. the, whatever well, and, and, and I, it uses it really well I feel where it's not just like either like hokey or mm-hmm. um, like not just in there like yeah like in this game Peter Parker would be like 23 24 like mm-hmm. dude he's straight up a fucking millennial he's not gonna not have a cell phone and yeah like like, like he like he creates or there is a Twitter account for Spider-Man in this game. Yeah, I saw like, that. Yeah. Like and so like and like in game he uses it like to kind of see what a what J. Jonah Jameson's tweeting about him, but um, also like what <laughs> people are tweeting about him. And like sometimes people will tweet out like, oh, hey, like Spider-Man, there's something going on over here. Kind of like, you know, in the way that during like the Arab Springs, like you'd see like these things happen in real time. Like, obviously, this is like a totally different scale of a thing, but like yeah. where traditional outlets and like you know he can figure out about crimes through twitter faster than the police are hearing about them so like faster than he would hear it listening to like a police uh radio signal yeah like like it's it's smart Bullshit. like of course peter parker would y- y- utilize that yeah yeah. Um, yeah i feel like every decision about like its setting and how peter interacts with the world and the characters is really <clears throat> inspired like it's not too much of a I mean, I guess mild spoilers. I, I mean, sounds like we all are kind of following it, but for for listeners, like MJ is the one working for the Bugle now. Like you got fired or you left. You are working with uh, a character who typically is telegraphed to be a villain, a villain, and like has become villains, a villain in in past comics and movies and stuff. You like J. Jonah Jameson's like rise and fall of a of a respect quote-unquote respected journalist to uh is that like give me pictures of spider-man guy yeah yeah okay i'm not somebody who hated amazing spider-man because it like retold the origin story it's like yeah it's one of the most iconic and like one of the better origin stories that we have in like fiction so like i didn't mind hearing it again but this game totally just like homecoming presumes that you know the origin story you know that's good j jonah jameson and mary kate yeah like it doesn't go it doesn't like tell you that like oh yeah like you had an uncle ben that you cared about it's like like oh yeah like that's uncle ben there he is or like like it it assumes a certain amount of knowledge over these relationships like oh yeah you know peter used to work there you know that peter and mj have a history you know like all of this stuff and like and it plays upon that so well and like your pre-existing knowledge like your meta knowledge of this universe and these characters like it plays with that so well um like kind of leading you along and like and while also like introducing you to a lot of like new things that you probably didn't know, like like Rose is saying, like yeah, he doesn't work at the Bugle. He's a scientist now. We're in the comics for you know, like real life, like fifteen years. Um, like yeah, Peter Parker's been you know in his mid twenties and has like works at a you know a science company that he started. And like it's like yeah, like it's incorporating all these kind of newer ideas and like putting it in a mainstream package that that version of Peter Parker hasn't really seen just because we've always been focused on like high school Peter. Um, the th- the funny thing about like 
I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we have a we have a good Spider Man game out now, which is awesome. But um, right before the game came out this week, uh, someone like tweeted out a picture of that leaked Sony email from like one executive to like the president or something at the time of um, like the, the whatever section of Sony. And this person like had this email that yeah. was just like, hey, uh, it was directed to like Amy Pascal. Um, and he was like, the millennials, they really love these like experiential oh, exercise activities where you get muddy while while exercising we should probably put this in in the game uh or in the movie and like a like a color, yeah, like a color, run. color run and also there sh- there needs to be edm uh parentheses electronic dance music as well i think this would be a good angle and snapchat it's just so funny to me that's like kind of framing my thinking around this yeah. game right now which it shouldn't be but i just think it's it and and so th- that was a thing for the I think it was like the fourth Spider-Man movie that they were like going to make. Oh God. Like that, that was like yeah. an old leak thing. Uh, it wasn't for this game. Yeah. Not for um, the game. Nope. Yeah. It was like 2012. Yeah. Okay. So that's Spider-Man. Um, I've also been playing dead cells on the switch. Me too. Uh, dead cells, dead cells is like a roguelike, uh, action 2d platformer action adventure sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So like the levels are procedurally generated and you go from like level to level upgrading your character and then you kind of start over if you die you die a lot so it like resets itself and it's like lot. constant loop so you start off with like what like a, yeah. usually like a rusty sword and either a bow or a shield and then you just yep. fight dudes yeah, until like, you get it's like a wooden stuff. plank like a few sticks tied together as a bow and like there you go yeah. um and yeah like as you like slowly kind of inch your way through like the progression system of the game like you start unlocking better equipment which helps you last longer and runs and yeah yeah and then like you'll be running through an environment and see an area that you can't get to only to discover that it's a <clears throat> it's a power-up that you can get in a different section of the world entirely like a double jump. branching paths for each different run and everything it's 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 really 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 well thought out the combat feels really good and it's got like one of the best video game dodges like it feels feels good super good and it feels really good because you're invincible during the entire dodge. Uh, it doesn't like if you get hit in the middle of the dodge, you don't get hurt, and it doesn't break up your animation. It just, I don't know. It, it feels like the right sort of move, really, sort of game. It's really useful to like position yourself behind enemies, yep. like especially like the dudes with the shields. Yeah, like it. It's it's really really fun. I don't know the game. The game is really great on the Switch because you, know, you just kind of turn it on, uh, do a couple runs, get frustrated go away yeah. do something else i usually play it before bed yeah i can't tell you how many times i've like you know we'll be watching shitty tv and then i'll, I'll play dead cells and oh, in handheld mode and then uh i'll do a bad run and i just immediately turn off the switch and like set it down for a minute and keep watching tv you know it which is a different <laughs> sort of experience than if you were on your pc or playing on the tv with the ps4 but yeah it yeah. lends itself well to to little like pick up and play sessions cuz each run how far have you gotten? Uh, I've gotten the rune that lets me permanently latch myself onto walls, and I've beaten the concierge dude and some big eyeball guy. I think his name is something huh. else. But those are like those are the first bosses for different paths. Each of those. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten to the ramparts, and that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I've beat one boss. I got the uh, and I got the the vines, and I think that's as far as I've gotten. Okay. Well, so I think you probably beat but playing, the mid boss, so. which are like the elite versions of other enemies, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was an archer. He yeah. shot through, shot two arrows instead of one. So there are bigger bosses than that. Like those. The, yeah. the, so those <laughs> those uh those elite versions appear can can kind of randomly appear in any run in any space. Um, I've seen a couple of like those worms. Yeah. Those worms are horrible. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really cool game. Um, I don't really have much else to say about it. It's actually been playable for like the better part of a year and a half uh, through early access, and it just mm-hmm. came out to Switch last month. Yeah, and, it, and it's uh, it's rebalanced a lot. Like, and it's yeah. in where like Hollow Knight's a similar game that came out like a year ago or so. Like that game was like ready and good to go, but like what Dead Cells is now is like finally like the finished product. So. Yeah. Um, so if you played it a year ago, it's going to be tweak, a different game. tweaked and, yeah. you know, hopefully uh, better. Uh, yeah. Objectively, I'd say it's a better game. But that's it's like, yeah, I picked it up last year and only played it for like an hour and a half. It's like, yeah, I really don't like this. And then, oh, I, well, yeah, like I, I bought it and then like returned it on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I bought it in like summer sale last year and it's just like. And I, I think a part of it was that is playing it on my PC versus like now playing it yeah. on Switch. Um, did you have a gamepad then or was it right. keyboard and mouse? Uh, I was playing with a gamepad. I think I was playing with the okay. um, Xbox one controller. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, just, just in general, like that's those kinds of games, like I think are perfect for um, me playing on my switch. Cause I, I also, I did the same thing with hollow Knight. I, I didn't return it, but I played it for like four hours yeah. on PC and then um, played through it again on switch and got much deeper. Yeah. I beat it uh, between our last recording session and now, uh, because that came out during E3, yeah, uh, on Switch, and I like devoured that game. And now it's weird. <clears throat> I guess this is true for a lot of games, but like I, I expected that I would want to go back and like get the true ending for Hollow Knight and pick up all the stuff that I missed. But once I beat the like the quote unquote final boss, I know there's more after that. Uh, I was like done. There's there's certain things about that game that like <laughs> that I, it's not really fair to compare the two, but Dead Cells. It's so much more easier to navigate in that world. Uh, Hollow Knight's a much slower experience, and it can take a while to get from point A to point B, which kind of yeah. gets well. Th- there's things in Dead Cells that are explicitly like timed. Like, yeah, part of it is like moving through it really fast. Where, like, yeah. by design, Hollow Knight is a game that you like take your time and you kind of like methodically walk. Th- yeah, yeah, get lost in this like somber place. <clears throat> um, which, like, yeah. I-, I think that game wouldn't work if it weren't. Like you're, yeah. you're like you're kind of like forced to reflect on like the area that you're in and like the like you know environmental storytelling that's like kind of going on through all these like different areas where you'll find like husks of other like um like nights before you. It's cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna. That's so the only game that came out on the Switch recently, though. Yeah. Uh, Into the Breach finally made its way to Switch during during a uh, so during a Nintendo Direct, they did this like huge uh indie showcase and one of the games that they did that was like uh available now or available at 10 o'clock uh was into the breach which is a game we talked about a lot when we were still recording um it's the same game ported switch the controls are really good uh it's a really good port it actually also lends itself well to that pick up and play sort of thing um because you can what i really like about it is being able to pick it up look over uh a turn get kind of frustrated that i don't know what to do next 
turn off the switch, put it down, come back like maybe even in an hour or something, and like immediately be able to see the the solution. Yeah. So I haven't played it, but I kind of want to. The switch is just like really perfect for my lifestyle. But what were you, what were you I was gonna say like I, I'm inclined to pick it up again, but I haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'd recommend it. It's it's really you're already here first. Rhodes recommends. Yeah, a new game into the breach. Uh, let's talk about Donut County. We've all yeah. played that, right? I loved it. Yeah, you guys both finished. Game. Yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, BK is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A little. Let's talk about what it is he's first. A, he's a so, jerk. So, so Donut County is this game where you uh, are controlling a hole in the ground, and you like. You move the hole underneath objects, the holes fall on the object, or the objects fall in the hole, and the hole gets bigger, and you keep doing that for each little level, and you try to eat up the entire level. Um, but everything around that, the framing around all that is that a raccoon is named BK is like terrorizing <laughs> a pretty one-to-one uh, like allegory or whatever for LA, and uh, you're like underneath the world talking to the citizens of the of donut county and like hearing their stories about how bk like ate them up basically yeah like starts like right in the middle of the story or something yeah it does that in media res sort of thing uh yeah is it isn't in media res like in the middle of the action or something yeah isn't that what you meant kind of but like i feel i don't know i guess i think of that more along the lines of like oh it's like they're in the middle of like this action sequence oh, okay. and that's when it starts you know like star wars yeah yeah that's true but maybe that's wrong maybe i'm wrong either no, way I, I, I like how the story where the story begins yeah. and how it sort of tells you how you got there and then it and then it goes beyond it's it's really cute all of the dialogue yeah. is just super uh you know like like just modern and like kind of in the vein of like young people yeah all the way down to like having that duck button yeah where yep. you can like just send emojis to your to your friend while you're while you were like supposed to be clicking reply to like continue the story yeah and uh yeah it, it's in a similar vein of like uh oxen free and night in the woods for really nailing dialogue uh and like understanding how people communicate and, yeah uh it's it's super charming and then it also turns into this really wonderful story about friendship about kind of like gentrification and uh mm-hmm. It's just super charming. And it only takes like two hours, two and a half hours to beat, um, depending on how fast you are. But then also, like, there's, yeah. this, there's this really good uh, like thing called a Trashopedia, where like you can read descriptions of objects that you swallow in, this, uh, in the hole. And they're all like written from the perspective of BK, and they're all really funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's Donut uh-huh. County. I like that game. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Kelsey and I played through it. She played like I would say two thirds of it, mm-hmm. um, and it was just like I don't know. It's just fun. I posted an Instagram story of it on my personal Instagram just while I was playing it, and so many people were immediately attracted to the like the style. Like it's yeah. just very like a I don't know simple graphical style, very artistic. Um, and you just play as a whole, you eat shit, get bigger. Mm-hmm. I think Annapurna, the the publishing company, has just mm-hmm. done a really excellent job of advertising their games and having like a really like modern social media presence yeah and so like i've really they've really grown on me as a as a company because it's been really cool just kind of watching them um 
release really really interesting games like uh what remains of edith, edith finch um gorgoa donut county obviously uh i don't know what that one is but the other There's, one I was thinking is that, of is that puzzle game yeah mikey and i played it I okay we probably <laughs> played that after we stopped recording uh but yeah, Ashen looks really cool, and they're also publishing a game called Watam and like Outer Wild. And I don't think they've oh, had yeah, a bad game yet, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, Two Process as well, which is like a five v five multiplayer shooter. Oh, yeah. I didn't really kind of like kind of like Rainbow Six. Yeah, and also Florence, the yeah. mobile game that they put out um, earlier yeah. this year, that's oh, fucking great. Like, damn. yeah, Annapurna's crushing it. Uh, yeah, like ever since like what remains of Edith Finch, I was like, okay, like I really need to see what these guys are up to. Uh, Mikey, yeah, you've been playing the third Yakuza game in eighteen months. Uh, fourth, fourth Yakuza game in oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, because it was zero. Like since last January, like almost every six months, it's been there's zero Kiwami six and Kiwami two. So it's a remake of. You've been kind of jumping through this timeline. Out of order. Um. Well, I mean, so Zero is the prequel that was like a wholly original yeah. game, like set before the first game, and then Kwame was yeah remake of one, remake of one. So, so those were right. directly into each other. Um. And then six just came out. But then six. Yeah, because I, I mean that came out uh in America in like April this year, April or March. Yeah. And then uh, but that came out in like 2016 in Japan. So. Um, there's actually kind of a bit of a like delay, but I mean that was before those games yeah. were coming over here. But uh, yeah, and then now the remake of two is coming out, and so playing through that, I am I I am just doing everything but the story in that game, and I <laughs> yeah I'm eighteen and a half hours into it, and I'm in the tenth of sixteen chapters, because <laughs> uh, I just completely a- like wow. actively am not doing the story i'm just like finding everything else like right just doing all the karaoke doing all the side stories that are fucking excellent uh maxing out all, all my stats uh because on six i platinumed it but i don't think i'll do it for two um but like i just i adore those games it's it's still great um yeah zero and six are still i think the two best that i've played but um the remake of two is pretty excellent and uh, it's like just kind of seeing the story progression where like for the longest time like even still now it's hard to find games with, like really compelling like actual like like single player campaign stories um, yeah. and Yakuza's are great and like it's the same stories that have existed since like 2005 to uh, 2006 was when 2 came out um, and just like seeing this happen it's like this has been here the whole time um, right. like this really excellent like crime thriller like video game and with like actual like deep character growth and like interesting characters twists and turns and like it's fucking excellent and like like really seeing how they like kind of push the character and push the series like in the ps2 era uh it's pretty great and then just now with you know the modern versions of it it's awesome and uh one of my favorite things is that they put like virtual like they put arcades in the games world. And so like when I played six earlier this year, I played uh, a lot of the most current Virtua Fighter game because that's in Yakuza. Um, huh. And then in this, there's a game called. Uh, oh, shit. What is it called? Virtual on. It is a an arcade like Sega mech versus mech game. 
um, that they have at a local barcade around here. I think we played that, Brian. Probably, um, yeah. Whenever you were down here uh, earlier this year. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, and so I, I've actually been spending a lot of time playing that in this. So whenever I go to video with my friend, like, because uh, last time I was there with my friend, we played that for like an hour. Um, wow. But like, we couldn't quite figure out how to play it because it's just old and the cabinet didn't have anything on it. But um, yeah, like there's just so much to do in those games. Like I'm spending a lot of time playing a 20 year old uh, Sega arcade game in the remake of a 12-year-old PS2 game. Uh, it's great. I, I fucking love Yakuza. Um, like, we were talking about it earlier this year, like, or, uh, or, or last week, that, like, Monster Hunter is probably, like, like, if if it weren't for Yakuza, Monster Hunter would by far and away be my favorite game this year, and, like, I think it deserves to be that, but just Yakuza 6 is, like, such a, like, like Yakuza has become my favorite game series in the year and a half since zero came out. Wow. Um, and like, it's, it's just so fucking good. And like the fact that I'm playing God, cause yeah, those games average between like 20 to 30 hours. Um, I think zero was like 35. Um, and then the other two were, or, uh, Kiwami and six were like 20 and 25. And this one's supposed to be like 20, but I'm just completely dicking around. <laughs> fact that I spent that much time in like a year and a half in this video game series that like largely like the kind of same general conceits are consistent between like this kind of semi open world like kind of sandbox area where like it's like cheesy funny like side missions super serious story like honestly like it's really like a very similar product like just recreated but they're just they're so great at like keeping it fresh and um keeping the humor like intact really well and also nice um like there were a few like kind of things about like in zero there's a um a cross-dressing character that like they kind of like make a little bit of it like it's they, they just like Jim japan has a weird thing with uh a weird thing with uh homophobia um mm. but like it's but, the, but, but thing, there's a huh? character in two who is trans that they actually handle like pretty well and like is never a joke, like and never like the butt of a joke because she's trans. Um, and like it actually has like a kind of like there's a moment where it's like, Oh no, what are you going to do? And they actually like handle it really well. So I want to put that out there for, cause like I remember people talking about zero and that got popular. Like, Oh yeah, this one really weird transphobic scene. Uh, um, yeah. And and Kwame too. I don't know what the original version of that was like, but I, they handle it really well. Where it's yeah, it's good. Cool. Love them games. Um, let's talk about packs a little bit. Um, packs. <clears throat> packs is a four day, which is too long. A four day video game convention. In it's like a fan convention in Seattle where people come together to play new games that aren't out yet. To play tabletop games, to play console games, to just hang out, to see panels from their favorite like gaming celebrities and shit. To get um, dumb free swag, to spend a lot of money on really expensive okay swag. Yeah. I don't I'm, know. Down. I'm dissing I, on a little bit. It's really fun, but yeah. It is really fun, but I definitely could go. What I think I'm going to do next year is buy all four days, and then when the schedule comes out for panels, like only go the days that I want to see certain things. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And like 
on Monday we had I I know that we were all like tired or whatever, but like we we were we were on the show floor for like two hours and then we were like uh, not I'm even done. Like, like yeah, we, not we even. spent like a total like two hours there, including our time in line. Yeah. So yep. I mean, maybe the joke's on us. Maybe we should have stuck it out a little bit longer. But I was done. Like I don't know how you guys yeah. felt. Like at I, at this point, I, I kind of wish uh, I'd gone to those panels that we wanted to go to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like yeah. remembering that day, just being like so beat, just being like I'm sorry to get home. Like I I walked yeah. home the like mile and a half or whatever it is back to my apartment, and like that was the perfect amount of like. Oh, I exerted all my energy. I'm going to take a fucking nap. And it was great. Yeah. Nice. It was also just nice having that, like, the last half of your day of, like, your Labor Day weekend before going back to work to just, like, and chill. That was that was bit. it. It was like, oh, I've got to go back to fucking work. I need to actually, like, yeah. unwind a little bit. Like, Right. Yeah. But, so, aside from that, I had fun, obviously. I, I don't... The sixth floor is the best part of PAX because... I don't think a lot of people know that it exists and all the best games are up there like and all the best playable games are up there because the main convention uh, exposition halls are like jam packed with people. The lines for all the hot shit are capped and you don't know when they're going to become uncapped and you know you end up kind of like go ahead. It's kind of like with PAX. The, or with E3 is where you see all of like the really cool AAA games that are coming out at some yeah. point in the future. But PAX is where you can play like a good amount of them. And so the, the expo hall is full of things like the new Tomb Raider, the new Spider-Man, uh, the quiet man, other, the quiet man, of course. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't it be there? They're not, Sony's not stupid. Yeah. And they're not really stupid anyways. Uh, and then, so we got like we we got a chance to play like Division Two. We played Spider Man. Yeah. Um. We played a couple other games that were um. You know, again, showcased at E3, like announced three months ago, and now are playable on the show floor, which is cool. But you know what? We waited like an hour, hour fifteen to play Division Two. It was it was absurd. It's because the demo was too long and people sucked at it. Yeah. Yeah. We were really good gamers. We we got we didn't even die. Yeah. Uh. That all that said, like finding the games like Untitled Goose Game and a couple of others make it all worth it and getting a chance to play that. And actually, that game was enhanced. My playing that game was enhanced by people watching me. I was a little nervous about like having the big screen for that game. But like literally every time I would do something, I'd hear like a little chorus of laughter behind me. Yeah. (laughs) It it made me sort of realize like, okay, this game is like really special, really funny. It's Mm. really charming. That's a game where you just play as a horrible goose and you try to fuck up a farmer and other situations i'm sure but you steal shit uh that's really cute and uh you honk at him you honk at him you can scare him he scares hat off um (laughs) but it's more than a gimmick like i think i think it was austin or patrick were saying like you know they're worried that this would be sort of like a goat simulator where like you've got like a like a jackass style gag uh that's funny for like five minutes and then it gets kind of stale but this i can see there being like an almost endless amount of humor in this. It, it's just really charming. Because like so. this is actually like a like puzzle game humor. where like Goat Simulator. Yeah. It's like it gives you like a Tony Hawk style like scoring yep. system for like the dumb bullshit you do. Like it just feels mm-hmm. like a bad mod for like Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Yep. Um, yep, that's true. Yeah, and it's it's not like you're it's not like you're doing anything that I guess wouldn't do. 
you know yeah that that adds to the comedic appeal like goat simulator is like at some point you become like a devil goat and you're like yeah murdering people and shit yeah exactly a goat or uh, untitled goose game you are like like you're trying to get a picnic so you're trying to like steal all of the like supplies and like food from this little uh groundskeeper to like bring it to your little like picnic blanket where you're gonna have yourself a little goose picnic and so it's like you're trying to distract him and steal his thermos and steal his pumpkins um and like you're tr- like there's one point where you need to get him wet and you can either like turn on a sprinkler while he's walking by or like steal a shit and go into the middle of a pond and then he has to like wait out yeah. there to get out to you like like yeah it's like a it is a um not like physics but like it, it is a like spatial awareness and like logic puzzle game um yeah and like and that's why it has legs versus goat simulator um because like, there's just a lot more to it and like yeah it's not completely absurdist and the art style is really charming where goat similar simulators that was like kind of crude by design um right and yeah like it's it just it has a like a the kind of like modern indie aesthetic that's like super good that you'll find in like donut county and ooblets and yep uh like the very almost yeah. like adventure time like inspired like minimalist design um and it's 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 good like i yeah i had a lot of fun with it and yeah like i was playing when i played it yeah i was playing it at like a station that was kind of like not as visible Rhodes is playing on like the big tv that they're presenting to everyone walking by to like try to get people's attention yeah um and yeah like and i could i could tell like you were like playing it up a little bit like whenever like you'd be like walking by you just like start like honking randomly you're like yeah and people love that yeah you're you're working the crowd um, I was. I'm an entertainer. What can I say? Uh, you, you need to start shoutcasting. That's true. Um, yeah, and like it, it, there's an undeniable amount of charm in that game, and like, and again, like part of the part of the hype is like if this were a PlayStation game, nobody would really give a shit. I feel. Yeah. But this was announced <clears throat> on a on a Nintendo Direct, and like that, yeah. and then it's playable on Switch. Like, yeah, that's uh, cool. Like it just has that kind of like cultural SEO, like. Sure. Or like it's just it has like the, of the switch. Like I feel like that is just like the way that you get people's eyes on something. If you have something unique, like you announce it's coming to switch and like people become like 15 percent more interested. Yeah. Brian, what was yeah. your game of the show? The game of the show you had to pick. Um, I, The more I think about packs, the more I look back and can't really remember what I played. But I really enjoyed playing. I, Ashen. I had the same feeling. Yeah. Ashen is like a Dark Souls style um, open world action adventure game where you have like you play as like a knight of some sort. And and I couldn't really tell what the story was because there was a lot of dialogue um, that I skipped. But you're in this dark world that you shouldn't give me dialogue during a demo. Like that's not what I'm here to Uh, do. In a a time demo where, yeah, yeah, just like here's all of the exposition. Yeah, give me like um, three paragraphs, like, and tell me to like, and give me a pointer that tells me like, yeah, how g- to play give me the, the Wikipedia synopsis. And yeah. and so like, uh, if you play in this this world of darkness, and there are these bad guys that are trying to take away the light, um, and push it into push it into further into darkness, but I think you are a knight or something that's trying to protect it, and so it just felt like a really like interesting game to play because it didn't have the baggage that I would think that I feel like a from software game has. Where it's just gonna be so hard and punishing, but fair. Like Ashen just kind of felt like it had the mechanics of like a Dark Souls or like a, a third person um action adventure game without the like punishing 
uh, narrative yeah. behind it. Yeah. And so it was kind of cool, kind of like a Zelda even, you know? And I think that there was definitely yeah. stuff that they, they took from Breath of the Wild to put put in that game. Like the inventory slots and like switching items felt very similar to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but as well as that yeah. like kind of dueling of like a Dark right. Souls where it's like, yeah, like it's definitely like a little more action focused and a little less like intense survival than like a Dark Souls. Yeah. But it, it, yeah. And one of the things they emphasized to me, I think Mikey and I were talking to one of the devs. Uh, yeah. And they were talking about how uh, they want this to be sort of a co op experience or at least an experience where you, you can feel comfortable maybe relying on your AI companion a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Because in a game like Dark Souls, like the hardcore players are are kind of like oh i would never summon a, a co-op partner like you have to beat the boss on your own if you want to be like considered like legit a real gamer and uh a real gamer and and the guy was like oh we, we're kind of going for the exact opposite of that so i was like oh that's really cool and it kind of goes to what you're saying where it's not as like brutal or intense or yeah and, dark and I guess. part of it is it was, it was, part, it was a nice experience yeah i think part of that mentality is like explicit in dark souls where it's like kind of the um like the loneliness and like there's a there's mm-hmm. a certain part of that game that is like you are alone in this unforgiving world that like I think feel adds fuel to that fire where like you know any kind of like really hard game like that is gonna have people being like you know like people trying to play it like fucking barehanded or like going and yeah. beating Ganon with like a wooden sword in Breath of the Wild like like there's there are people who are gonna do that but like part of it is that Dark Souls is designed to kind of like almost pressure you into that being like no, like you're alone in this like unforgiving world, kind of like Super Metroid, where it's like, oh fuck, you are alone on this planet, and nothing gives a shit about uh-huh. you. Um, and Ashen, from the get go, like you have your companion, like you, you start the game at a campfire with other people, um, uh-huh. who like have dialogue and names and shit. So like, yeah, like you you can see that they're trying to like, uh, kind of buck those expectations and like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually like I'm legitimately kind of not actually pissed. But I'm pissed that you guys took like my two favorite games. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, shit. Like, like, no, like, like legitimately a goose game. Like, I, I, have, I have another pick, so I'm, I'm not okay. worried. But like, like, yeah, like we're all on the same page. Like these, like, yeah. goose game and uh, Ashen are were like exquisite, like great. Like, yeah, I am so excited for Ashen to come out and like, um, they have a deal with Microsoft. Like, they're part of like they're they're in oh, yeah. they're in their like indie umbrella. So um, this isn't something we'd see come to Switch, but I would ab- I would have zero problem booting up my Xbox that I almost never touch in order to play it. They mentioned it's coming to Game Pass, so I imagine yeah. it'll hit PC and Xbox at the same time. Right? Yeah, I'm I I want to play it on my couch versus yeah, my yeah, desk. Yeah. But um, I get that. Yeah, no, like that is like that is a game that I would think is perfect on on Switch, but uh, like like everything, it's like I just want to be on Switch, please. Right. But I have Brian. Did you play Goose Game? I did not. No, the line was okay. too long for me, but I did watch a lot of like the footage. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need to see any more. The trailers sell it for me enough. I'll definitely buy that game. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what is your pick then, Mikey? Uh, my pick is going to be Boyfriend Dungeon, which is oh, yeah, you're talking that one. Up. Yeah. Um, which I don't think either of you played. No. Um, no, I didn't get a chance. Uh, so what Boyfriend Dungeon is is uh the core like interactive gameplay elements are very much a dungeon crawler and like I don't want to say Diablo it's much lighter than Diablo but um it like the action plays a lot like Bastion um 
And that, yeah, you're kind of, the level I played is like you're going through these levels, like trying to like slowly progress floor to floor towards like more difficult enemies to gain loot and experience and money. Um, and when you're going through these dungeons, uh, you will find new weapons. And in this world, um, people turn into weapons. So these weapons that you're finding are then people that you'll interact with in the, in the overworld and in, in like the top layer of the game. And you will befriend them and date them. So between these dungeon crawling moments is like a visual novel dating simulator where like you're going on dates and like you're trying to like build up your relationship with these people uh, slash weapons and in doing so will like give that weapon new abilities and you'll become more proficient in it and like its stats will increase and um, like it was written very well um, like I came to learn through uh, a few friends that work in the industry that the writer on Boyfriend Dungeon was a writer on um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. And so, like, pretty solid writing. Like, it's very much, like... Like, it's it, the game, I, I assume, it seems like everyone's, like, kind of pansexual, where it's, like, it doesn't matter, like, what, what gender character you are. You can romance any of the characters. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, like, it's very much, like, kind of woke and, like, progressive in that way where it's just like like it's definitely like got some like queer connotations to it and like it's handled really well it um the writing was very like sharp and smart um characters like there was like one character that i like was really drawn to and one character that was just the fucking worst and like <laughs> actually brought out like a reaction in me like not because they're poorly written but because they're written like a dickhead um, right 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 like uh and like it's yeah it was so well done like i had so much fun like it definitely scratches that kind of just like solid um uh, i forget the name of the like presentation but like uh not the top down but that like kind of three-quarter view um kind of like roaming combat of like a bastion game um isometric is that what i'm thinking of um, yeah yeah like isometric view like dungeon crawling combat game like that just felt good like there's like different combos that you have different that you have with different weapons and like different abilities and like that seemed really fleshed out the writing was really good the art was awesome like yeah i'm i'm those are actually probably the three games i'm just most excited about in general um like there, there's a few like, there's like a couple triple a games but it's like mostly indie games i'm excited about and those three are like three i'm most excited about at the moment I feel like I feel like after this packs, I have a lot of indie games that are on the docket that I actually put on my my Steam wish list that I'm looking forward to, and I feel like it takes a couple years for that to happen. Like the past two years, I've just been like, eh, like I don't really care about anything coming out right now um, until it kind of strikes me. But right now, I'm like actually actively looking forward to a couple games that I saw at PAX. So yeah, like there's something that came out to, on Switch that I was like, wasn't even thinking about, and I was like, it's coming out. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I'm buying that, huh? <laughs> um, yeah but like there's a good handful of indies that i'm actually like really excited about and a few that i wish i had time for like guacamelee 2 came out and just like i played so many like action platformers the past six months that i wish i could fucking care about it but yeah like gaming's good right now donut county is good play it <clears throat> yeah, God, yeah donut counties yeah uh you know, it's not really worth recapping any of the panels. We saw a couple that were really good, though. I thought, yeah, um, that's always just a nice way to like take a break from the show floor. So. Yeah, if you go to PAX I, and I don't go to panels, the answer gotta... next year is that like force ourselves to get off the floor more. 
Yeah, I agree. And Brian, what did you just? I was say? gonna say if you if you go to PAX or have gone a couple of years and not have have not gotten to go to panels yet, you should make sure you uh, prioritize panels next year. Yeah, I wonder how many people go and just like, oh yeah, my like PAX for me is just standing in line. A lot. Like they don't do any of that other stuff. A lot yeah. of people yeah. do. I, I each year I go to more panels, and I think it's part of it is yeah. like um, the novelty of that kind of stuff. Like I, you know, a lot of and. With how much like things just are kind of iterative at this point, like mm-hmm. I don't need to play the new Far Cry Five DLC. I right. I know what Tomb Raider is going to play like. I know what Assassin's Creed is going to play like. Um, there's only I know a few Nintendo's things. Nintendo's like, not worth it because they never have enough fucking show floor space. Yeah, yeah. Um, except yeah, but Bethesda or uh, Behemoth and Supergiant keep taking up space. Uh, yeah, or like there's build. just yeah, there's not a lot that I'm like. I, I feel like I, I really need to play that. Like whenever I went to PAX, like the year that like the Wii U was coming out. And so I was like, oh my God, I get to go play the Wii U. And uh, when Titanfall was coming out, I was like, holy shit, like this completely new thing. And like for a few years, there hasn't been something that's been like a really like bold new thing that's not just like a new version of something. Like I think the next. Except for, of course, The Quiet Man. Uh, yes that that is a whole new interesting kind of game <laughs> yeah um no yeah there, there just hasn't been anything like that like the switch was like oh shit like yeah i gotta go see this actually no they didn't have it the year before because i don't think they did i think they had like you could go watch videos of breath of the wild or something like we were yeah we were really still bad. like wondering what the switch was in uh yeah. august of twenty. 20- 16 yeah that's when pax was yeah and then they announced it i think in november yeah it, came it, out was, it was like october november yeah so what that just wasn't even a fucking thing at that point right um, right yeah i think nintendo just so. had a bunch of like 3ds games that year yeah um yeah. yeah and like there just hasn't been anything that like if like cyberpunk's there next year that could be it or Ugh. like yeah you know there's no like like even like a Death Stranding, like I don't care about that game, but that's something that's like, what is this? Right. Like, there, yeah. There's no games with like mystery to them at PAX sure. anymore, or at least there hasn't been in a few years. And like, I mean, like I was super excited to play the Division Two, and it's like, yeah, that's another Division game. So right, right. which is why like the sixth floor is great, and that's why the Indie Mega Booth is great. It's because like the only sequel like prominent at either of those was Risk of Rain Two. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah like and that's actually a totally different type of game yeah, than the first one t- totally so it is yeah yeah and like but yeah there's games like star renegades which is like a like tactics dating sim game with mechs and shit and just like okay what the fuck is this and like there's yeah it's just so hard to find that anymore like dreams was kind of that yeah. but i was also like oh that's a neat thing yeah um yep yeah so that's that facts uh i'm excited to see more Real quick of UFO fifty, we only got to play one of the mini games because oh, yeah. I think people I'm looking forward to that too. Forever to play it, yeah. That's on Switch, that, right? That seems like the perfect kind of game to like invite non gamers over to play in a way. Totally, like, yeah. Like if if we were just like hanging out drinking, just like yeah, beat up UF- UFO right. fifty. It's like there. Someone was talking about old giant bomb videos where Ryan Davis and Jeff Grossman would just like bring in a bucket of of like old SNES and NES games and just like play through those like a couple minutes at a time, and it, it it'd be really fun just to like kind of pick a game at random with a group of people and see what's up. Um, and I don't know if that's coming to Switch, Brian. Uh, I'd imagine it's console 
I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't work on Switch, but I don't think they made any announcements. Anything else, guys? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the other like big thing I did at PAX was Spider-Man, and that's now out. And we talked about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you all for listening to our show about video games. You can follow fans of genre on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Rhodes Clark on Twitter. I'm at Brian T. Swanson. I am at Mikey Krieger. Uh, thank you to John Bash, who recorded our theme song. You can find more of his music at johnbash.com. As fans of the genre, we hope you found something to enjoy. Goodbye. Good night and good luck. Or goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.